today on the Trend Out Loud podcast. You're going to take your brother's wife and sleep with her? And that's how you're taking care of her? What up? It's your boy Trend Out Loud. I'm back with another episode. I got some really interesting topics today, man. We're traveling all the way to Africa and then we're coming back to America with the topics. Well, actually, the second one is not America. The other, the second one is actually worldwide. And then we're going to get into some um, New Year's resolutions. Get your snacks, turn the volume up, pop some popcorn, order your Uber Eats, because I'm about to start the show. Let's go. Why African men marry multiple women? And I'm also going to tell you if I think that will work in the Western world. I got this clip off of Shannon Sharp's um, podcast of uh, boxer Francis Naguru. So he's not a boxer. He's actually a UFC fighter. Um, And he was talking about Africa and why men marry multiple women. And it blew my mind. I really never thought it was what it was. Here's a clip. Polygamy in Africa, most marriage in Africa for men was a uh, responsibility. Mm -hmm. It wasn't to have fun, even like to get married, even to have multiple wives. Most of the time, in the many situations, it wasn't like, oh, I like those women so much. It was a situation that you have to first, uh, for example, like when a guy in a uh, a community was successful, he needs to get married from wife in a different neighborhood mm-hmm. around the community so to make to give people more ch- many chance okay well let's stop it there for a second so right away we've learned in that 20 seconds that they're not marrying for like passionate sexual um attraction um reasons they're getting married almost like for like a transaction like it's a good almost like kind of like business benefit like like you shouldn't actually marry within the community. You should actually marry outside the community to give other communities chances. That is crazy. Unlike here, when you when you have a uh, daughter there, all your life is a worry. You don't know how she's gonna end up. Mm. You don't know. You're worried if ever she's gonna find a, have a roof uh, or to have somebody to take care. And then there's this guy that gonna take care of of her um all right this is starting to get like sexist because like why if you're a parent are you worrying about your your child um your your sorry not your child but your daughter being taken care of like why can't she take care of herself so this is already now starting to get like it's first it's we're getting married for responsibility and then it's the parent saying, oh my gosh, I'm worrying about my daughter. Who's going to take care of her? I need to find a guy who feels responsible enough to take care of my daughter. All right, hold on. Let's listen to the rest. Uh, you don't care if she's the fifth or the tenth wife. Well, take it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how some people were, were getting a lot of wives just to like, you know, give chance to community. Okay, this is now when it starts to get really crazy for me okay i'm not going to spoil it listen to this and also one thing that was very important if your brother or your family member passed away Mm -hmm. and left a wife with children you had to take one of you guys have to take that wife like 
Whether you like it or not, somebody has to take it. But you're not going to sleep with the wife, though, No, right? you'll sleep with No, I mean, you no. You'll take the wife. Yeah, I'm going to just take it and say, yeah, okay, I'm, no. I'm going to take care of you and make sure Yeah, but you can't, take, you can't take a wife and just not sleep with Yeah, you can. You can kill no, both. <laughs> you're going to take, why? Because you're going to take your brother's wife and sleep with her? And that's how you're taking care of her? Yo, this is crazy. And the reason why they were doing that, the family was doing that, because they didn't want... Uh, a, a wife uh, to live with their kids and get out there, get married with somebody that will mistreat those kids. Right. Because okay. with the situation not... being very complicated, I mean, this guy is going to work hard and then maybe get home barely, have food for two, three people. Mm -hmm. And then if he has a kid, it's for the three. The other guy, kid, is it's not my kids, mm -hmm. right? So the family didn't want that to happen. So they wanted to keep the wife and the kids into the family. So somebody has to step wow. up and take that as a responsibility. Wow. I'm glad that in America. Yeah. So polygamy, most of the time, uh, wasn't by choice. Right. Yeah, oh, it was okay. by responsibility. So at the end there... He's now trying to make sense of it and trying to make it seem as if it's um it's um it's a it's a it's a caring I shouldn't say seem because I'm sure in their culture that is how you are supposed to care. But I'm still I'm still just baffled that regardless of culture, like culture is supposed to evolve and we're in 2023, there's enough um there's enough, uh, you know, information in the world to not continue to think this way. So, like, yes, it's nice that, sure, if my brother or sister um, were to pass away, then, you, yes, you want to take care of their kids. But, you know, like, if I had a brother, you don't want to take care of his wife and move her into your house and be sexual with her. That's the thing that I don't understand why he is not acknowledging that that is... That that's wrong. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't make sense to me. It is 2023. He's not saying, Hey, this is how it was, you know, a thousand years ago. He's saying this is our culture. And he's actually still kind of justifying it today. And I don't understand why, why they think that a woman in, in Africa needs to be taken care of um, in such a way that she can't take care of herself. Again, just want to make clear. I, Sure, support, or let's say if she's not working or whatever her situation is, the family would for sure come in and, and help out. But why do you feel, why do they feel like they need to grab, you know, the whole family up, move them in and, and start sleeping with your brother's wife? That's crazy. Polygamy. Now, now we know that, um, polygamy in Africa is not a, it's not a sexual, it's, there's no, there's not, it's not a sexual foundation to the polygamy relationship it's more of a responsibility and there's sex kind of interjected into it where it seems as if that's like the last thing that the guy is actually interested in this whole time i always thought it was really men being egotistical and just wanting to sleep around with um a bunch of women but I, it's still kind of egotistical to think that but but maybe their culture is not set up for that that women don't have equal opportunities. I'm thinking about this from a Western world saying, why do you need to take a woman up and take care of all her kids? She can go and get a job. She can get an education. So maybe where he's from in, in Africa, maybe women are not um, afforded these opportunities. So he's not 
thinking in that way. But he's doing this interview in America and he he knows how things are. Like he should I think that he should have said um I think that there he should have interjected his 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 description, not interjected. So I think that he should have put in that, you know, that that may give us some more information as to why uh the woman where where he's from can't go out and get a job so that so then we wouldn't have to just be assuming that he thinks that that's okay that that's what i'm trying to say but um anyways if somebody out there has some more information on this i found it really interesting um i do have a um a, a part in my book where i do talk about um polyamory um and open relationships you know i've been very open um about that with on my podcast and like i said in my books um, and, um, I find it very interesting that it's so vastly different in Africa versus the Western world. Um, and, uh, you know, when I started out doing this podcast, I was thought not the entire podcast, this episode, when I thought about doing this episode, I was really just trying to see like, Hey, would the African version of polyamory work over here? And, after watching that, it's, I mean, there's not really much of a debate. It absolutely could never go down over here. So, um, if anybody has any more information or any more, um, um, any more, ad, not advice, but any more have information, um, on how, uh, things are in Africa, I would really like to know because I think this is a, a super interesting topic. Why men should not spend a lot of money on the first date? Um, I got this again. Oh my gosh. I never realized it's from Shannon Sharp too. Um, it's not from his podcast though. It's from, uh, I don't know, an interview that he did, um, talking about athletes, um, not spending a lot of money on a first date. Um, anyways, I kind of flipped it and took away the athlete part because I'm not a professional athlete and I just brought it down to why mentioned, um, spend a lot of money, but. Here's the clip. How much should they spend? I don't believe as a female, that's just me talking about I'm not a female, but I'm just saying, I don't believe you should go on the first date and order something that you wouldn't order or pay for yourself. So you going out there trying to order the seafood tower that costs three, $400, would you order that if you went out to eat? No, you probably wouldn't. And I ain't, like I said, we can build up to that, but if we start out with Kobe and Wagyu, if we start out with a seafood tower, where the hell do we go from there? I have to have Wolfgang cook, Puck come in personally and cook a meal for you. I mean, damn. Can we start at 50 and build our way up to 250? I mean, if we start at 500, I just don't know where we go from there. I'm going to have to get a, a chef on a private plane to impress you. I don't understand why every day I see something online about dating and a restaurant and the money being spent. What the hell does that have to do with dating? Like, I don't understand. Like, even as much as I agree with him, um, there's a part where he said, um, uh, you shouldn't order something that you wouldn't normally order. And like I said, I do agree with that, but why is that even an option? Like, why are we, why does the date always have to involve money? Like if, if there's a girl that I like and that she likes me, like, the like the fact that she's even thinking about ordering something that she wouldn't want to order then we're not out on a date <laughs> like you're you're trying to get like a, a nice meal out of me right like anyways this these things i'm very happy that these things don't happen to me because i would rarely rarely go out on a date with a girl the first time at a restaurant like i don't understand why these first dates are at these restaurants and why there's a number and a value. Like what does that have to do 
with a relationship? What does that have to do with getting to know somebody? Why can't you meet somebody somewhere else at a neutral place or talk on the phone and get to know somebody there? Like, why? Like, suppose, suppose I'm loaded, but I'm just really frugal with my money and I don't like to spend $300 at a restaurant. What the hell does that have to do with the type of guy that I am? And vice versa. Maybe I'm broke and um, I really like just going to restaurants. So if I go to restaurants and order seafood towers and ordering drinks and I living paycheck to paycheck, like you might think, oh, shoot, man, we got the seafood tower. But he's a big loser because he's living in an apartment, doesn't own anything, doesn't have a car and Uber there. And now you like the guy to buy you the seafood tower. Like, what the hell is going on? Stop looping in these dates with where you're going what the restaurant is and how much the cost find somewhere else to meet and find something else to talk about. And I'm not even saying, I'm not even saying that money and success and what a man does shouldn't be something that's on your list. I I'm, I'm not saying that at all. And I'm not saying it should be. I'm just saying, if that's something that you want as a woman saying like, I like a successful man, I like a man. Like we talked about yesterday as a successful man and as a leader for me as a CEO, I like women that do not like to lead. It's not submissive women. It's not women that are broke. It's not whatever. I like, uh, I prefer a partner that is, um, that, that is, that, that, that likes to be with a man that leads. I won't get further into it. You could go listen to episode, uh, 134. I talked about it in detail, but back now to this episode, 135, I, I don't care what, your preference of man is if you're a woman and you like to be the leader and you would like to be with some uh, man who's not so much of a leader or whatever your preference is. I don't care. Be with a multimillionaire if you want. My point is that stop. We need to stop um, this first date and these dates involving around restaurants and the, how much money you spend at a restaurant. This is so stupid. There's so much more to a relationship and there's so much more to a person than the damn restaurant. You guys could meet up and have coffee. You could have tea. You could go walk downtown. Whenever I go and I, after talking or texting or even meeting a girl somewhere, I always try to set up something where we could just talk. And I understand why people want to choose restaurants to talk. I get it. But there's so many other little fun, cool activities that you could do to like walk around, go to a, um, what do they call those things? Um, oh my gosh. Uh, in Montreal, we have that, like the Atwater, um, market, like go to a market, go to a fair, go to something that's like, you know what I mean? Where you're just walking around, go to botanical garden. We have that here in Montreal. Like these four or $500 restaurants are not going to tell you anything about a person. It's not going to tell you nothing. All right. My last topic of the day, we are coming up to new year's Eve and everybody always has New Year's resolutions. Um, I am guilty of it too. Uh, so the question is, you know, what are your goals for the new year? And I always start out the new year like, yo, this is my year, man. This is going to happen and that's going to happen and this is going to happen. And then like a week or two weeks later, you're just like, womp, 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 womp. Um, so for this year, I'm actually going to try something different. I'm actually going to try to start off the the new year by just saying, yo, I'm happy where I am. I'm grateful where I am. And I just want to maintain. Come on. That's good. 
know, like I just want to maintain the, the, the blessings that I have in my life. If something greater comes along, that's great. But my New Year's resolution is to be happy with where I'm at right now um, in my life. And, um, you know, that has to do with health. That has to do with my career. That has to do with everything that is involved in my life, my family, my friends. And I, what I want for this new year is just to be able to maintain that and not lose anything. That's my New Year's resolution. Let me know uh, in the comment section below what your New Year's resolution is and try and try to not be wishing for more than you have and to try to be just grateful for the things that you do have right now. Not material things, not, uh, you know, not more money, not, not things that are, um, that will always come and go and be up and down. Try to be grateful for, for, for the blessings that you have, the things that don't cost money. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. It's your boy, Friend Out Loud. Go to signupexpert.com forward slash Trent. And then once you sign up for all betting apps and get all your bonuses and get all your rewards, go to your app store and download BetStamp and use promo code TOL.